Hi, and welcome to the Glow Podcast. I'm Pastor Dawn Raley, co-pastor of Calvary Christian Center and pastor of the Women of Calvary. I have a passion to see the daughters understand their identity in Christ and their value in Him and equip them to have the confidence to be who God has made them to be. In that God confidence, they glow and lead others into the life-saving power of Jesus Christ. In this podcast, you will hear from me, our host, Chelsea Lawson, and many of the Glow Women of Calvary. Stay connected and up-to-date on all things Glow. Follow at Glow Women on Instagram and Facebook and calvaryfl.com slash glow. Hi, Glow Women. I have a panel of Glow Women here with me today, and we're going to be talking about what a biblical culture is versus a worldly culture. So culture is environment, language, habits, ideas, beliefs, customs, and values. The first question that I have today is, what is a biblical culture? Well, Chelsea, um, (laughs) to me, I think that, um, you know, if you look at the core, because cultures change, right? They change um, what we dress, what we like, all these things change. But the core of cultures actually don't change. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think a biblical culture, it's actually always counterculture. So whatever the world is doing uh, and how they're changing, biblical cultures don't change because the one chief goal is to promote Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that reflects in everything we do from our values to what we watch, what we, you know, it it, it should anyway. Um, So, you know, for me, I know, and for you ladies, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. um, I live my life not based on what everyone else is doing, what everyone Mm -hmm. else is watching, what everybody's listening to. I want to listen to and put good things um, because I want to reflect Jesus and promote the gospel. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's good. I think it's also, you know, I think about it in, like, the workplace. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a witness to people, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, what's cultural and what's biblical but if you just go back to the basics of the word and how god wants us to live our life that Mm -hmm. is what you live by you know you just whatever god's telling you to do and i think for me it's like the biggest witness um to others that may not be living in a a biblical culture Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. something is different and that different is good it's a good different Mm -hmm. it makes people want to know like what is it? You know, yeah. like it, it brings that um, to people. So it's an opportunity to share Christ with mm-hmm. others too. Yeah. 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 And I'll just yeah. echo pretty much what they're all saying. <laughs> I think it's really just aligning our life with what the word is saying, what the yeah. word's asking and expecting of us. Um, mm-hmm. And the Ten Commandments are, you know, are pretty um, basic for what we want to align our, our life with and yeah. our culture with mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good yeah. I liked what Tegan was saying and you know both of what you guys were saying you know it's counter culture mm-hmm. um, it's opposite of what our American culture or our worldly mm-hmm. culture tells us what is right what is good mm-hmm. you know a biblical culture is built on the Bible and what God says first um, John 2 5 through 6 says but whoever keeps his word in him truly the love of God is perfected By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So that right there just shows us that a biblical culture is walking as Jesus walked. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, doing what Jesus did. And a lot of times it's denying our flesh. Mm -hmm. It's 
you know, going by what the word says, not exactly how we feel. Um, I think I was talking to Courtney the other day and she, she had, you know, we were talking about this topic and she was talking about how, um, you know, it, living a biblical culture is actually denying our feelings. Mm -hmm. It's denying what we really want, Mm -hmm. denying our flesh and our desires to live based off of what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and whenever we look in the Bible and we look at the story of Daniel, Mm -hmm. you know, he, um, he went into this, this worldly culture, Babylonian culture, which was very, very evil. They worshiped other idols. Um, they were sinning. They were not living a, a life for the Lord. Um, but it actually says in Daniel 1 that he purposed him within him his own self not to defile himself. Mm-hmm. So he basically set himself up to live for the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. he knew within his own self that he was going into this culture. He had his own boundaries knowing what he was going into. Mm-hmm. And and he continued to do what God told him to. Mm-hmm. He prayed three times a day, mm-hmm. even though there were decrees saying that he shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that encourages me that even I know you know, going into work or, you know, just going out into living our day-to-day lives, purposing within our own selves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to live biblically despite what, you know, culture is telling us to live. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that, you know, in our today's culture, the pressure to conform is high for a lot of people. And so I think it's just, it's a reminder that uh, being faithful to God, God knew Daniel's needs and what he struggled with, but God knows our struggles and Mm -hmm. knows that we would be faced with that, but that we have him as our guide, Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. know what is the right thing to do, how to live in the world in today's Mm -hmm. culture. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that move, I think that moves God, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing um, that you're faithful to him, you know, in situations where it may not be the easiest. Um, So, yeah. 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 So I know we were talking a little bit about the Nazarites. Yeah. I kind of want you to touch on that a little bit, Tegan, if you can. Absolutely. So the Nazarite vow, for those of you who don't know, um, it was actually three things that they vowed not to do. One was to abstain from wine and even grapes. And then the second one was to abstain from cutting their hair. And the third thing was that they couldn't touch dead bodies. So that even meant their own family members' funerals. They just avoided them. Um, But so... Gotta go. A little weird. So, um, I mean, we have lots of examples of Nazarites. But when in the Bible times, when they didn't cut their hair, of course, they weren't, you know, showering regularly like we do. So their hair became very dreaded and Mm -hmm. probably not super attractive. So they were very obvious to people who were Nazarites. You know, those people are Nazarites. You just knew. Um, But (laughs) Lou Engel, who I love, he wrote a book called The Nazarite Vow, and he broke down The Nazarite Vow um, for today, really, and what it actually means, and I love it. So he said, really, when you take a Nazarite vow – you abstain from worldly pleasures, and this is so good, even some that others would consider permissible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for consecration. It's a set-apart life. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, which was, um, you know, about their hair, 
it was mainly just being willing to be radically and noticeably set apart from the culture because you can't hide. The Nazarites couldn't hide. People know um, that person serves the Lord. Mm -hmm. So to be able to be willing to be um, that person. And then the third thing was the dead bodies. So for us, it means we don't touch dead things. So that's spiritual death. Anything that would cause a spiritual death, I don't touch it. So that means like, you know, if... Honestly, if I'm watching, if people are telling me to watch a show and I know it has nudity in it, that's going to cause spiritual death. It's going to numb me. I'm not going to watch that. I don't care how good the plot is. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm, you know, music, literally anything that causes a spiritual death, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, I like that because, you know, a lot of people think that the Bible just says, do this, don't do that. But then, you know, it becomes um, an issue of the heart mm -hmm. and wanting to live biblically because you want to serve the Lord. Yeah. Um, so going on to the second question, what does a worldly culture look like? Can I jump in on this one? I think um, what stuck out to me when I was kind of thinking about this question and what the world kind of pushes. I mean, I know we had talked about this. Um, it's just they really push, I think, self-motivation, mm -hmm. you know, self-goals, mm -hmm. especially with women, I think, too. Like, there's, like, this sense of, like, being this strong, independent, you know, we don't need anybody type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that the world pushes a lot. But then when we look in the scripture, it's, like, completely complete opposite yeah. on the ends of like relying on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, following the Lord, you know, and I think that with women in this culture, I think non-intentionally the power for self or, mm -hmm. you know, strength, some would say, you know, it's um, pushing, doing it on your own mm -hmm. and, you know, having your own motivation, your own goals, mm -hmm. um, but are we lining our life up with what the Word is asking and what the Lord is directing and um, the stances that He's called us to live by? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's where I've noticed the separation between worldly culture and mm -hmm. biblical culture is in biblical culture, we're laying our life down, and mm -hmm. in worldly culture, we're lifting ourselves up. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where I see the difference mm -hmm. is, you know, one sacrificial, one self-motivating. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That is so good. That's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, the culture is basically customs and how you're living your life, your mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about how a, bi a biblical culture is standing on the Word of God and doing mm -hmm. what the Word of God says. And a worldly culture is is living for yourself, yeah, the yeah. desires and the gratifications mm -hmm. of the flesh. Yeah. Um, it says in 1 John two fifteen through 17, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm -hmm. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, you know, like Andrea was saying, uh, a worldly culture really is self-sufficient mm -hmm. and we see that in, in our world today in our, in the worldly culture, mm -hmm. um, we see that people are living the American dream. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. How much money can you get? Um, you know, how can you get to the top and it doesn't matter how you get there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, really that's complete opposite of what the mm -hmm. Bible tells us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, 
even like with the stuff of like um speak your truth everything is about yourself yes, everything yes. i mean even and i love disney but even disney movies now it's mm-hmm. like salvation only comes from within you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you can only save yourself or you mm-hmm. can only make this happen and the truth is is like i mean i don't i want to be less because yeah. i've seen myself i know myself and I know I need Jesus, so I know he has to save me. So I don't, I know I can't save myself. So I think when you chase after yourself, even if you're successful, you're empty. You're completely yeah. empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Jesus came to give us life and give it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And how funny is it? And how, like, what a good example did Jesus set when he came into um, a worldly culture that has always promoted self from the beginning. That's always been the thing it's promoted. And he comes and he lays his life down for mm-hmm. us from the beginning. So it's always been about you either promote yourself, that's what the world wants, or what Jesus calls us to self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really so good. good. So we even see in the story of Lot that um, – Lot did love the Lord, but he settled to live close to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. So he settled for a lesser than what God had for him. Um, and we see what happened to his family because of that. And so there are consequences mm-hmm. um, to living a worldly culture. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, whenever I was reading in the story of Daniel, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, he asked Daniel to interpret his dreams. Mm -hmm. Daniel interpreted the dreams, and then he said, I will serve your God. And then Mm -hmm. next thing you know, he's building an idol, and he's getting upset Mm -hmm. because they decide that they're not going to bow down Mm -hmm. to his decrees. And so we see in a worldly culture, in that type of lifestyle, it's always up and down. It's never Mm -hmm. going forward and into the freedom that God has for us in our lives. Mm -hmm. We see that it's always double-minded. It's going Mm -hmm. back and then deciding that, there, you know, I want to live uh, for the Lord, but, you know, these things are holding me back. And in a biblical culture, you know, we live in freedom because we know that, you know, what God says in his word brings us freedom in life. And kind of like what Tegan was even saying in the beginning about how, you know, culture's always changing. Like it's always going to be changing, but the one thing that stays the same is the word. And so building our life around that, because, you know, you were saying there's and and consistencies and a lot and I think that just going back and being like okay what is the word saying and just it's simpler than we could make it sometimes you know um just a lot more simple than we can make it just (laughs) what is the word saying it's never changing Mm -hmm. yeah um, Romans twelve two says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. So I think the key to living a biblical culture is actually renewing our minds with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, reading the word, but actually being doers of the word. And yeah. it actually says that in the Bible, not to just have the head knowledge, but actually do what the word says. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's very important. And I think in my own life that I sometimes can be just a hearer and not a doer. Mm -hmm. And then I think I feel like God has actually been teaching me recently, no matter what, you have to be a doer and stand Mm -hmm. on the word of God, no matter what circumstance Mm -hmm. you're going through you can stand on the word of God because he's trustworthy and his Mm -hmm. word is powerful. Um, So I really think that that's, really powerful to understand that is not just 
going to church and hearing, but mm-hmm. actually putting it into practice and doing what the word yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Christy was talking about earlier, like going into the, the workplace, and sometimes that can be difficult, you know, working in a secular atmosphere when you're surrounded and you're, mm-hmm. you're in that you're in that culture and you know being different and having that light within you people question that and they want to you know they want to know what is that you know I think kind of what you were saying like letting the word the word transform you Mm -hmm. and like letting it renew your mind letting it transform like how you think because we are we are we're living in this world you know so it's very easy to let things influence you influence your decisions influence your mindsets on certain things Um, but letting the word renew your mind and give you a clear understanding of what he's asking Mm -hmm. um, I think that's huge 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 because I know like moments for myself where I'm listening to what you know friends might be saying or Mm -hmm. this person might be saying and then I start getting a little bit confused and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my gosh wait and then I have to remind myself wait like it's made clear you know and he reminds us of it every day to renew our minds you know line it up with what the word is saying yeah um, and so I think it's so important especially living in a world where culture is constantly going fast pace at you you know like renewing your mind and fixing your eyes on Jesus <laughs> yeah you're right Andrea because um right now like I, we I mean although culture has always been you know the way it self-promoting right now we live in a world where it's information is coming at you so quick like Mm -hmm. you were saying Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's there's never been a generation that's had this much at their hands like this of people's opinions and even Christians so it's like now more than ever I mean it's always been important but more than ever we have to know the word because we will get so confused because even Christians even incredible um churches you know sometimes say stuff that is contrary to the word and it can get so confusing and so it matters for us to not just not just go to church Mm -hmm. but to actually read the word for ourselves and dig because um it's easy to get lost isn't it and even in the bible it says that there would be a great falling away of christians and the sad thing is i think we're kind of seeing that people Mm -hmm. are kind of being um, pulled and they're uh, what they used to believe is kind of changing and shifting yeah. and they call it progressive mm-hmm. but honestly I I don't think Jesus likes progressive Christianity <laughs> because he the Bible does not change yeah, yeah that is yeah. true like our generation has really gotten away from standing on the word and mm-hmm. actually studying out the word and yes. what I really like is that Pastor Don has brought that to a head yes. like mm-hmm. she has made this year about the word of mm-hmm. God yes. and that's what we've been doing is dissecting the word of God yes. and it really is the foundational truth for women but anyone in general to live a life um, on the foundations that the Bible says you're going to have freedom every time and that can be very yeah. difficult mm-hmm. to actually do that and put it into practice yeah. you know when your emotions or your flesh want one thing to actually say no the Bible says this yeah. and actually speak that over yourself and your circumstance that can be very difficult that's something that God is actually really teaching me in my life right Mm -hmm. now and I don't think that I've ever had to do that before Mm -hmm. I think you know actually having to trust the word of God and trust that God you know he does have things under control you know whenever things seem like they are out of Mm -hmm. control Mm -hmm. um so 
that's another way that we can yeah. live a b- b- biblical lifestyle is mm-hmm. actually speaking the word of God mm-hmm. to our circumstances, yeah. you know, and it's not exactly what we see, you know, but it's what God says. Mm-hmm. So. It's so good. I think I, to piggyback on that too, I'm kind of learning the same too. Yeah. Like just going through certain situations in life and just, you know, really realizing that like God is the only yeah. thing mm-hmm. that yeah. is going to change this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like you said, it is, there are certain times where it is harder to believe that, but mm-hmm. um, there's clarity when God is involved, (laughs) there's clarity. And so that gives you, um, that gives you peace and reassurance and hope Mm -hmm. for future and for what God has in store for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the worldly culture looks like, you know, living for self. And we Mm -hmm. said that the biblical culture looks like, you know, um, laying down self and living what the word says. Um, why would we want to live a biblical culture? What, what, what do we get from this? And I think, um, one, the one word that stuck out to me when you asked that is just hope, you know, like we have Mm -hmm. just this hope that's beyond ourselves and beyond even this world that we live in. I think, um, kind of talking about culture, talking about all, all the things that's going on in the world, it's easy to get lost in all of it. But when we just gaze our eyes on the Lord, there's just this hope and there's this peace that he'll bring. Um, and so that's something that for my, I'm, I'm young, I'm probably, I'm the youngest person here, <laughs> you know, I'm, How old are you, I'm 21. <laughs> so I'm like a baby, you know, but you don't act like it or look like it. <laughs> I, I know I'm a baby and I know that there will be, you know, girls who are watching this, you know, and I think Mm. that it's easy to um, look all around us, but we just remember that, like, there's hope and that Mm -hmm. serving the Lord and living, choosing Mm -hmm. to set your life apart and to be different, what that brings is hope and it brings peace, like Mm -hmm. supernatural peace that's Mm -hmm. uncomparable to anything that this world can offer us Mm -hmm. and comparable to anything a relationship, a friendship, any of those things can offer us because the Lord just comes and he brings hope, he brings peace. And I just, for my own life, um, that's something that stuck out to me. Like you could, all the things that you are chasing after will all pass away. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that will remain is the Lord Mm -hmm. and your relationship with him. And that's the one thing I want to invest my whole life into because I know that it's an investment that I'll gain back times a trillion, you know? Um, And so that's for, for me, that's a benefit I would say from living a, a life that's surrendered to God is that you get all of him and one day you get, you know, eternity with him. Yeah. So would you say that um, you have had times where you knew that God was in the midst and giving you hope in circumstances? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's what's so powerful about living um, a biblical culture is because we actually have that tangible knowing Mm -hmm. of like, we see the circumstances Mm -hmm. from whenever we went through them, but we Mm -hmm. see how living our life out the way that we Mm -hmm. did, we see God in it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's really powerful. Galatians five nineteen through 21 says, for he who sows of the flesh will reap of the flesh and reap corruption, but he who sows of the spirit will reap everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, 
really powerful whenever we actually look at, you know, what some of the word says and we see, Mm -hmm. you know, if we are living for ourselves, we're reaping corruption. Mm -hmm. If we live for the spirit, for the Lord, mm-hmm. we we will reap everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And I think that brings a lot of hope, knowing mm-hmm. that we're living for something. You mm-hmm. know, yes. there's not, we're not here for no purpose just to live and die, yeah. but we're here, we're here for a reason mm-hmm. because God yeah. put us here and he gives us that hope for everlasting mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. that's encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. I just think our time here on earth, like it's, everything that we do, everything we put our hand to is not in vain. Like there is a reason Mm -hmm. why you're where you're at. You know, we're, we're all in a specific place at a specific time where God has ordained you to be there. And, Mm -hmm. um, that is powerful to Mm -hmm. look at. Like God chose me, you know, (laughs) to do this, whatever it is that you're doing, um, that God, saw it fit that I'm the person, you know, yeah. that he, he entrusted me with this, uh, thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, if it's, you know, you know, every day, whatever, however you're, uh, giving into the world and, mm-hmm. and showing people his love and his kindness, um, yeah. that is really cool. Yeah. 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 And I know you've even told me some stories of how you work and Christy's a nurse. So she, <laughs> Um, worked, she's been working as a nurse and she's able to share, you know, her biblical lifestyle with Mm -hmm. other people. And so Mm -hmm. it's not only for us, but it's for others, you know? And so that's really encouraging to me because I'm a nurse as well. And so I can kind of relate with Christy Mm -hmm. and, you know, some of the stories that she's told me and how she's been able to pray for people. And, um, you know, it is a tangible thing, you Mm -hmm. know, whenever you do live biblically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people recognize that too, even when you don't think that they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's important, you know, to, um, to live a life for God. Um, people are watching, people notice, Mm -hmm. um, and they notice that there's something different. Um, Mm -hmm. and that difference is, you know, even, you know, certain situations or things that we go through in life and just how you, um, how you're poised toward God helping you through that too, or God being in the middle of that with you. Um, that says a lot and it speaks to people and, and people notice that. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said that, how God is in the midst of it, because Mm -hmm. just because we're Mm -hmm. living biblical culture or lifestyles doesn't mean that trials, we're not going to go through trials Mm -hmm. or we're absent from that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like that, you know, living a biblical lifestyle, you know, we have God to help us through some of the trials that we go through in our lives. Mm -hmm. So, and that brings us hope, like Andrea was saying. So for me, I just feel like the, when you first asked that question, you know, why would we want to? I feel like Peter, when, you know, Jesus had uh, just said some controversial things and people were leaving, stopped following him. And he looked at his disciples and he said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter said, well, where would we go? <laughs> you alone have the words of everlasting life. And I feel like that's like, at this point, I've already tasted you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That world stuff it's not even appealing to me I've done that and you are the answer to every problem I have and so I just feel like where would I even go you're like you are the only hope Mm -hmm. you're you're the answer to everything just one minute with you is so much better than anything that that world had to offer me and um 
And yes, it is for other people because, you know, we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the, and when people see, I know I work at a church, but I've worked in secular environments too. And you guys go out and work in secular environments every Mm -hmm. day. And, you know, it's like, because you are daughters of God, you have that living water. You have that thing that they thirst for. You have the answer that they're looking for and Mm -hmm. they do see it. And, um, they're drawn to you because of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's just like, where else would we even go? Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's true. Um, some of the things that I listed um, are reasonings that we should live biblical culture, cultures or why we would want to um, is forgiveness of sins, promises of peace and joy in difficult circumstances mm-hmm. um, in our difficulties. Um, he's our helper. Jesus is our helper. He's our friend. He's our healer. Mm -hmm. And so we have so much hope that Jesus is the answer to Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. It says in the Bible that nothing is impossible with God. And so to have that hope, we can actually speak that out and say, you know, over the circumstance, nothing is impossible with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And it says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so even in our trials, um, we can stand on the word of God and live that biblical lifestyle and trust that things are going to work out for our good. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's difficult, but God tells us to do that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And so whenever we're hearing the word of God, we can begin to do what the word of God says, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of the word gets planted down deep inside of us and Mm -hmm. we know that we can pull out these scriptures whenever we need them and that's Mm -hmm. what a biblical lifestyle is Mm -hmm. I I had written down a note too I was thinking about this and you know living uh, a biblical lifestyle is you know it is abstaining from certain things and that sets you apart and that's as an act of faith yeah um I had written that down and it's you know similar to like if we fast it's a way to grow close to God it's a communication it's communicating to God as a petition and that could be a petition for you know your family health Mm -hmm. um a lot of different things um you know so I think that is uh really moves God knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, these are some things that I'm setting myself apart from Mm -hmm. knowing that I trust that you're going to take care of these things, you know, and even if it doesn't happen in the timing Mm -hmm. that I thought it would, Mm -hmm. um, that I still trust and I'm still going to continue to abstain and, um, just set myself apart. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really do believe that God, um, God really honors that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, Christy. Yeah, that is good. Um, yeah, so being set apart is definitely um, a biblical lifestyle, mm-hmm. and doing those things, fasting, praying, um, reading our word, those are all a part of a, a biblical lifestyle. Um, you know, it says the little foxes spoil the vines, mm-hmm. and so those little things that maybe some people are saying, like I know Tegan was talking about earlier, that's okay to do, but mm-hmm. you don't feel in your spirit that it is yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay to do, and that's not, you know, giving into those little foxes, mm-hmm. so it says, is living more of a worldly lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a quote the other day. I don't remember who who, it's, who said it, but it said, sometimes 
things of the spirit may seem weird. And so to the the world, to our culture that mm-hmm. we live in, sometimes fasting, praying, yeah. not participating in certain things mm-hmm. can be weird. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with someone um, at one point, and I was kind of rehearsing why I thought, you know, not hanging out with a certain group of people you know, was the greatest idea. And they became really offended at that. And, and I think that that is something where we have to take a look at our own selves and say, is this worth, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my lifestyle Mm -hmm. for the Lord? Mm -hmm. What does this show everybody else if I participate in this? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important is actually living a set apart lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, It says in Peter that, Um, We are ambassadors for Christ. And so living that biblical lifestyle, Mm -hmm. we are literal ambassadors. You know, Mm -hmm. what would the, you know, the WWJD, what would Jesus do? And that's the lifestyle that we are called to live, Mm -hmm. to be set apart. Yeah. I'm sure that people thought the Nazarites were weird. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) With the hair, they couldn't touch dead people. I mean, I'm sure they thought they were very, very odd. If they smelt them, they probably... I'm they glad probably, I'm allowed to cut my hair. <laughs> they <laughs> probably thought they were a little odd. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, I think we could all say someone's called us strange yeah, before, you know? Yeah. 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 I but mean, the, for God, I think that obviously sometimes it can be difficult to say no in certain yeah. circumstances, mm-hmm. but knowing that we are ambassadors for Christ and yeah. that's, it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. do we want to live for God? Yeah. And, you know, if you're struggling with that, you know, God can change the, the desires of your heart. Yeah. And all you have to do is really pray about that. And I've had to do that in my own life with, mm-hmm. with things. So mm-hmm. that is a very good point, Christy. I was thinking about, um, actually about some stuff you were saying reminds me of, um, the parable of the 10, girls virgins. sometimes they're virgins sometimes they're bridesmaids depending on the translations <laughs> um yeah but so they go out they've got their lanterns they've got oil um and they're waiting for the bridegroom who we know is like resembled is supposed to be jesus mm-hmm. um and then he takes a really long time coming and isn't that just the way he takes forever <laughs> on everything you know that's Next just his episode we'll be talking about yes, waiting, waiting seasons <laughs> such a long time but it said that they all got drowsy and fell asleep mm. and um and then of course when he does come only five of the ten had enough oil left mm-hmm. and so um i feel like that's been a verse in my life when i was um younger i I heard the Lord say so clearly um, not to forget that passage, and I've, I've pondered over it, and I think it's honestly about how do you keep the oil? How do you yeah. keep a burning lifestyle when everything the world has is set to lull you to sleep? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even really in good. Christian world, mm-hmm. there was actually this um, Iranian, I think she's Iranian, maybe she's from the Middle East, woman who was in immense, she was a Christian, she was in immense persecution where she was, Mm because she was going out um, in a Muslim country, which women, you know, they can't just go out there, Um, but she's also a Christian, so she's going out witnessing, she's getting persecuted, people are Mm -hmm. getting killed, they moved to America, her and her husband, and this is what she says to her husband, I want to move back, because the American church is so asleep, Mm -hmm. 
and I am starting to get sleepy myself. Mm. And I'd rather go back to persecution than fall asleep here. And so that has always shook me Mm. because I want to stay burning. Because to quote my friend Michael Wood, um, you know, what we in in our world today, we kind of have three categories. We have lost people, right? And we have saved people. And then we have like these burning radical people that are a little bit weird. (laughs) But in the Bible... There was only lost and burning. Yeah. Yeah. So we've created this little, like, saved box. Gray area. Yeah, where it's like, okay, they go to church. um, They read their Bible sometimes. um, But they're not radical. Yeah. And so I, in my own life, it's been, like, honestly a fight. And Mm -hmm. I think it'll always be a fight to keep this fire burning. And the only way to do it is to honestly simple devotion to set yourself to the word to set yourself to prayer um and it's not that you're not going to get drowsy because you do it's just going through this world you start doing stuff i find myself sometimes binging netflix which there's nothing wrong with that for certain shows (laughs) but then i just feel like a zombie you know what i mean and it's like i don't even sometimes want to read my bible i want to watch netflix and it's like you feel like yourself lulling to sleep so it's like a fight to keep this burning Thing alive in you but yeah. it's honestly the only thing worth living for yeah, yeah. I'm convinced mm-hmm. yeah that's really good mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think too like protecting uh, something when you were talking about the the oil and stuff I feel like the Lord a few years ago actually like he revealed to me the responsibility to protect my home and my eyes and my ears mm-hmm. and how big of a responsibility that was just on the ends of like things I listen to, things that I watch, like even conversations that I entertain or even yeah. like sit along and listen to, you know, the Lord was just like really pressing on me like, hey, like you need to protect your home. You need mm-hmm. to protect your heart, you know, because everything else flows from that and so if we're allowing everything into our home even down to the things that we watch there's some things that i'm watching and it's so innocent and then all of a sudden it's not and you're Mm -hmm. like oh oh my god how did this happen you know and then you have to turn it off and all that stuff but even down to those simple things just protecting your your eyes your Mm -hmm. ears your heart even if something is sitting on your heart that you know is not aligned with the word and you know I, i think a lot of times like you'll start to feel something and you'll you know in your heart that it's not okay to feel and Mm -hmm. it's in in that moment it's your decision whether you're going to allow it to stay or you're going to cast it out and so I think being intentional about protecting your heart protecting um the areas that the Lord's entrusted you with um and just making sure that you are surrendering your life and laying all that stuff down because it could be very easy to slowly collect little things and think Mm -hmm. they're not too big of a deal but mm-hmm. then you wake up and you well you don't wake up you're drowsy <laughs> you, one day you know you're like oh my gosh yeah. like I don't know the Lord I feel like I've missed him completely you know mm-hmm. and I like you never want to get to that point and I think daily decisions like waking up in the morning reading mm-hmm. your word you know keeping worship going throughout the day like praying throughout the day like inviting the holy spirit throughout your day you know just keeping the lord close and all that so that the little things can't you know yeah they don't have the opportunity to stack up yeah that's really good you know like even 
even being around other Christian people mm-hmm. can sometimes be a little fox, you yeah. know, like you have to protect what people are saying yes. around you and what environments you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important as a Christian and having that conviction to say, no, I don't feel comfortable being in this environment. I'm going to mm-hmm. remove myself because I feel like this is what God is calling me yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, protecting our eye gate, like you mm-hmm. were saying, protecting mm-hmm. what we're even saying. Sometimes mm-hmm. that can be difficult. And as women, we mm-hmm. love to talk. And so, you know, sometimes I can catch myself complaining and, you know, just like the Israelites did in the Mm -hmm. wilderness and then God, don't keep me in the wilderness for 40 years. And then I have to change what I'm, I'm saying Mm -hmm. because I know that that's not what God has called me to. And so definitely living a more set apart lifestyle Mm -hmm. is super important as a Christian, not living, you know, right. the sleepy lifestyle or mm-hmm. the gray area is what we would call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And it's not just set apart from, it's set apart to, right? right. We're yeah. set apart to and for God. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love what you're saying about talking because I talk so much, y'all know that. <laughs> and so I feel like the things, because, you know, uh, the things that I really struggle with these days is my mouth you know what I mean if I can get control of that like sometimes I'll be complaining or I'll find I'll catch myself gossiping Mm -hmm. and then I know and then I'll walk away and feel terrible and I mean if Herschel's around he already makes me feel terrible but like it's just you know it's um just trying to control that little thing in your mouth but it is difficult so Yeah. yeah But it has to be set apart, too. Yes. Yes. That's true. Even for myself, I feel like it was, like, thought, like, how I would think things out. Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, start thinking about something. And then I noticed I'm in, like, this rabbit trail of, like, wait, how did I get here? And, like, all of these things aren't even true to what the Lord's telling me. Mm -hmm. And I know that was um, the theme for the Glow Women's this year was, like, eliminated by truth. And so, like, what is true, you know? And so some people it's their mouth. Some people it's their head. Some people it's their ears. They just be listening to all this kind of gossip and I'm like y'all don't listen to it like you know but um for me I noticed it was like my mind I'm like okay like I want my mind to be in line with the truth of what the word is saying and so just really protecting all of those areas yeah so important yeah, I think the mind is a very um, important key to living a b- biblical lifestyle because, um, you know, we all we get thoughts from mm-hmm. everywhere. And if we're not careful, we can allow those thoughts to rule our mm-hmm. lives. And I can say that I've been a person that has done that. And mm-hmm. that's something that God has had to show me and kind of help me through. And I think even teaching me now mm-hmm. and our mouths and our minds that have a lot to do with um, living a biblical lifestyle and purposing within our heart like Daniel did, you know, mm-hmm. purposing in our heart that this is who I am going to be. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to be. And this is why, because I love the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, actually, I was struggling in my mind, which uh, I am usually pretty positive, but I've walked through the roughest year of my life this yeah. year. But God's got me through it, but it has turned me into sometimes being negative in my mind. Mm -hmm, And I was driving down the road the other day and I was thinking all these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. It was just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I literally heard the Lord say, um, start talking about what is pure and lovely and think Mm. of those things and honestly I'm going to be honest with you I didn't want to (laughs) I was mad about everything (laughs) and I didn't want to think about pure and lovely things but I had to purpose in my mind to start thinking about um, 
pure and lovely things. And honestly, I just started with like, okay, well, I love makeup. And <laughs> go on from there until finally I was praising the Lord. But it's like, you yeah, start with a little something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it usually like it starts in the heart and then it it's goes to the mind and then it comes out of the mouth. Yeah, and yeah. I know I'm guilty of that sometimes too. And so that's something that God has dealing with me with too, mm-hmm. is just like, get it out of your head. Like yeah. if it's get something better in your heart and that's going to change your mind and that's going to change what you're saying too yeah. and what you're speaking and even what you're speaking about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that it's very powerful, yeah. you know, and um, it's definitely a lesson I'm learning too. Yeah. It's a struggle. So, we yeah. just got to get our hold of our minds yeah. and our mouths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it changes yeah. things mm-hmm. when you do, you know, and it, and yeah. it changes to me, it changes things fast too. Mm-hmm. It does. It's like I can be in a some kind of mood, and then all of a sudden, I'm you know reading something, or God is encouraging me, or I'm listening to um, you know some type of worship music in my home, and mm-hmm. it just things start to like lift, and yeah, you, you feel that you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why it's so important. It's like praise really changes things. It really does. And um, thank God for the Psalms. Thank God for David. Because he was like, I can relate to him so much of yes. like, everything's terrible. <laughs> Look what people are trying to kill me. And, da, da, da. and then it, by the end of the Psalms, he's like, God, you are amazing. You're wonderful. And that's how I am too much. Yeah. I agree. So, um, you know, that's really important is purposing within our own selves that we are going to trust what the word of God says mm-hmm. and we're going to live that biblical lifestyle. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for yeah. coming. Thanks I for appreciate it. I just want to leave everybody off with this Bible verse. First uh, Peter 2, 9. It's actually my favorite, but it definitely goes along with what we spoke about today. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.